lower who to trust? Is it Dr. Yehoshua Cantor, general opinion dentistry? Reasonably priced, accepts most major insurance, Hebrew speaking, open Sundays, warm and caring staff, child friendly and Hamish environment. Call them at 718-972-2970. Dr. Yehoshua Cantor, gentle and attentive care. 718-972-2970. You're on. Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show for the kosher consumer, and I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a very special show. Uh, you can imagine uh, the focus might be around, uh, you know, coronavirus, but uh, still more, it's going to be a paper show, and it's going to be a Kashrus show, and I think it will be very, very valuable everybody listen, but some of our regular programming, which we usually do at this time, perhaps talking about Avakasha, I think we're going to leave it for the booklet and, uh, and concentrate a little more on this. Maybe next week I'll try to get over Rabbi Rabinowitz. We had planned to make it in two weeks, but I think we'll do it next week if we can, in order to be able to answer any Kasha's questions about particular items for Pesach. Let me introduce topic a little bit. We're not going to only talk about coronavirus. We're talking about other things, too. But we, we want to talk about certain parts of it which affect us as kosher consumers. So just today, we received um, a, it's a little brief, brief. It's not much of anything, but it gives you a little bit of indication. And it's important to hear all the words. So this is from uh, this is from Rabbi Lubinsky from uh, Lubicon, who puts out the uh, kosher today publications only on the internet. Uh, it's an article about kosher retailers rising to the challenge with deliveries and restocking. And I think that restocking word, we've got to get into our brains. Baruch Hashem, there, there's plenty of food out there, and we just have to realize that that's what's going to be, hopefully, very long, the long term. Because even if you were to stock up now, you could never know exactly when this thing is going to end. And you shouldn't really even try to think about it because it's just going to make you uh, sick to think uh, this or that. You can't think. You can't think about that at all. You have to take day by day and uh, not to lose it over this thing because Hashem is not going to let you start. And uh, that you have to believe that. Otherwise, uh, you know, even with all the, money, all the, all the food, you could, uh, your, your freeze can give out and it can all rot. No way you can prevent a Baruch from doing what he wants to do. This is what Rabbi Lipinski said. At first, it was a run on hand sanitizer and Purell and gloves and toilet paper and towel, paper towels, etc., etc., etc. And then people started to hoard water and bread and everyday food. At pomegranates, hundreds opted for home delivery rather than shop the shopping in the store. At Evergreen and Muncie, shoppers lined up well before the opening of the store. At Bingo in New York's Borough Park, the lines were literally out the door, even with limitations on Kleenex and toilet paper. With the growing panic over the spread of the corona pandemic, kosher stores have been overrun. It's a combination of people hoarding, regular shoppers, and many people now realizing that they will be making Passover in their homes. That's what we're going to address to a certain extent today said one kosher store. He added, I can't store, should say store owner, 
he added, despite assurances that we will be resupplied and restocked. And that's the thing that you have to hear, that the, that the uh, uh, people who are the middlemen uh, and the producers are saying the food will be here. Customers are in a panic and the situation may change in a heartbeat. For the many who are working from home or in self-quarantine, delivery is the only option. That's what one of the store owners said. In New York City, this is also for the case for restaurants who can no longer seat patrons but must focus on takeout and delivery. Okay, so it is smart to have, have delivery, and if you can't do delivery, you ought to go yourself. So I'm going to give you a secret. Go very early in the morning. You'll find out when they open. Go early in the morning. That's the only time you probably won't see anybody else there. And uh, good luck. But, of course, you take the regular precautions. Everybody can take a precaution. And uh, if you have to get food, you have to have food. If somebody will shop for you, they'll shop for you. Now, that's another aspect here. I'm not going to get into all things at once. But one of the things that is happening is that people are helping. One person is helping another. It could be the family member. It could be a neighbor. It could be... Uh, an organization. I'm not sure, you know, everybody's in a different place, and I'm not sure what's in every place, but I know that in some communities they have very heavy support systems where there are people going out shopping and delivering to other people that they don't know at all. So, you know, it, 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 it depends where you are and what you, what's, on the, on, on what's happening where you are. There's no question that everybody needs to tie in to something normal. A lot of people are tying in things that are not normal. They are looking at the Internet, which gives a lot of information one way and the other. And it could get a little scary and certainly and sometimes very inaccurate, and it's not necessarily the best way to go. Uh, there are people who are communicating with us within our community, and those are the ones that probably know the best. And there are some people in the community who are leaders, but you call us kind of everybody's an African, right? They, but they're Askanim, and they are helping people through issues. So if you have an issue, you get yourself to somebody who can help you. Start with the uh, with your local, with your family, and your friends, etc. Be show members, etc. Even if you're not in the show, but show members, etc. And then afterwards, a rabbonim, and then you go you support the community and get get some help. But there's no reason in the world for a person to say I can't cope. Everybody can handle this. And I see a lot of people, I mean, I speak to a lot of people in the day and the week, and a lot of people are having difficulty with this. And a lot of other people are very accepting and understand Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing this to each one of us for whatever reasons he wants to each particular person. Hashem wants you to do certain things. He wants me to do certain things. He wants all of us to do some of the same things, but he wants each one of us to grow in our own way. It is a positive experience. This is not uh, Auschwitz. This is not the kind of suffering that many of our grandparents or great-grandparents went through. This is not that kind of a fear. This is something that the government is telling you that if you take care of yourself, Forget about the sanitizers. You stay in the house, and you don't expose okay. yourself to other people. And, of course, you're careful about things that come in, and you're careful to wash your hands regularly, etc., etc., etc. Then you probably won't get it. And if you do get it, you will have a light variety. 
smile or the, or the light variety is in 80 to 85 percent of the people who will get it. So only a certain percentage so far are getting it. Maybe 100, I'm sorry, 1,000, I'm sorry, 100 or 200 or something out of a million are getting it right now. So we're not talking about huge numbers. And when they get it, most everybody doesn't have to be checked out at all. Does not need to have a test. And if you need, do need to have the test, most people are going to, even if they test positive, they're going to send you back home and say, take care of yourself for a few days. Nothing happens. Nothing gets worse. Stay home. Because it's better at home than the hospital. And if you need to go to the hospital, they are enough beds. Do not believe anything else. There are enough beds. You, you are safe. You will, you, the chances of anybody really having terrible problems is so slight, it really isn't worth worrying about. On the other hand, you've got to protect yourself. That's, that's just a, an, an overview of the situation. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you, give you, I'm going to give you certain numbers, and then keep the pen handy. It will be helpful. First number I'm going to give you is about a shear that I give, which is really starting this Thursday night. We, we had uh, a half of a shear last time, and uh, this time, this Thursday night, is the really beginning of the shear. It's in Hilchas Malicha. Obviously, it's for the men. Hilchas Malicha, it's not a... Uh, uh, you know, a telephone listen-in is a telephone call-in, which means that you are participating. Whoever calls in can communicate with everybody else. It's if you're using what they call freeconferencecall.com. You're calling a number. It's out of state. I don't know where it is. Somewhere it's, a, it's, it's, in, it's in America. It's a regular number. And, and you, uh, you're calling in that number, and you go to this access code number, which is for our group, and you participate in this year. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's the first one we have. We hope to have others as well. But right now, it's Thursday night. It's 8.45 till 10, and it's uh, it's on Hilchus Malicha. You have to have a Yeridea, Hilchus Malicha, and then you can participate. I can't loan you one of mine. I have so many of them, but it's really hard to stick it through the phone. So it's just uh, if you're interested in trying and joining us, I know a number of people have been interested in coming to my shiur, and they were never able to because they're too far away. Now I'm right in your house. So here's the number. 425-436-6200. Again, 425-436-6200. Zero zero, and the n access code for this group is three one zero nine zero one three one zero nine zero one. Telephone number to the dial in four two five four three six six two hundred. Access code three one zero nine zero one. Hilchos Malicha Thursday night, eight forty five to ten. Now yesterday you may have caught. Rabbi Malkiel Cutler, and Rabbi Ephraim Waxman. If you didn't, I'm giving you the numbers to hear them. It's absolutely amazing, both of them. But <laughs> you guys, I'll just tell you in advance, Rabbi 
Cutler spoke for about a half hour, and Rabbi Waxman spoke about an hour and a half. So you have to really dedicate yourself two hours to listen to the whole thing. But it's it's worth every second. It's worth every second, I can guarantee you. And uh, if you're interested, here are the numbers, 718-258-2008. Again, 718-258-2008. Or 732-806-8599. Again, 732-806-8599. And then when you get there, you have to do the following three steps. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. It's a couple of time heritage foundation numbers, and this is what you have to do. You punch in nine, then you punch in two, and then the next choice is 36 with it, with a, uh, uh, with a, uh, an asterisk. So you have 718-258-2008 or 732-806-8599 and you punch in 9 and then 2 and then 36 with an asterisk. Okay. So here we are, you know, we're sitting in this situation. We're all in the same boat. Um, and, and it's a beautiful boat. We're in our houses. We're in a safe environment in our houses enjoying all the things that we enjoy every single day except for minion and the uh, yeshiva learning in yeshiva you can learn on the phone that i do and you can learn um, some people use the internet whatever you use but whatever methodology you use but you can continue to do everything you wanted to before it's just that you have to do a little differently but there's opportunities here tremendous opportunities I'm not going to talk about it. Let Rabbi Cutler and Rabbi Waxman talk about it to you. But there are tremendous opportunities. People can find themselves. People can grow. There are people who, after this experience, are going to be better people. And hopefully all of us will be among them. Okay, so I started to think there's a group. And that group is a pretty big group. There's a group that is two, actually it's two groups. One group are those people who are going to make Pesach for the first time in many, many years. Some of them never made Pesach. They were, you know, with their, at, their, at the parents' house. They were, some of them had been married. Some of them had, uh, you know, had, had, had been a, a guest at other people's houses. And this year, people tell them, you know, I would love to have you. Call Dichvid, That's we say in but you know and I know it's a little bit dangerous for you, of course. I mean, because you know, they're only interested in you; they're not interested in themselves. But they they they're not going to invite you, and that's it. So what's going to happen now? So you have to make peso for yourself. So this is a challenge. So this is a, a tremendous challenge, and in the group includes all those people who never got married. And all those people who were married and lost a spouse, which is a nice, large group of people, and many of them are older people. Many of them are you know, grandfathers and grandmothers, um, and, and, and their children and their grandchildren don't have them over for, for Pesach because it's not safe even for the grandparents because literally it's the, the children who could be the worst carriers. And if they'll be there in close proximity, Zadie, I got to let me ask the four questions. So you got to be very, very, very careful. And and we have our houses. Uh, Baruch Hashem, you have a dining room table, 
but where you want to put the grandparent in another room or locked doors? I mean, you know, it's not such a simple thing to have the social distancing in a family at the Seder, in a regular house. It's not a very simple thing to do. And it's exposing the, the older person, and it's better for him or her, I think, to stay home and do it themselves, even though it's distasteful, challenging, difficult, very rewarding. If you do it the right way, it could be gewaltig. That's the truth. And I set myself to working on this project. So what did I do? I contacted a good friend, and I told, put it in his lap, and he may or may not pick it up, and then we spoke about it, but I can't talk for anybody else. So if it comes out, you say, oh, that's who his friend is, fine. Uh, he said, now you know one of my friends. But as far as uh, the details about it, I don't think I'm going to uh, share it with you now because it may never come to fruition. But I did one thing that I did myself, and that is we have the Conscious Magazine. We're doing it for 40 years. And many, many years ago, I hate to tell you how many years ago, I wrote one article and a secret. I print it every year. It's called The Seder Guide. It is a wonderful article that I put a lot of koichas into, and you know, it never had a change, except for one little thing, a picture of, on the picture of Rav Moshe's plate, I said something a little different than with before, because somebody told me about Rav Moshe. But it is the halachas, I haven't changed them since I first wrote them. They're based on the Mishnah Brewer and on the Kol Doidi from the Feinstein Schlitter. So I, I, I really never... Uh, had to change it what at all, and every year I use it. It's a very very handy little guide. I look at it occasionally. I mean, even though I, hopefully I remember everything, but still and all, I I always put it out the table. That's what I do. So I uh, I I figured, let me let everybody have it. So you can have it. Doesn't cost you anything. You just send me an email. Don't write anything. Just say Seder guide and I will send it to you. So if you send me an email, I will send you the Seder Guide, which is a part of my magazine. So if you have my magazine, you don't need it. But if you don't have my magazine, so it, 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 that's cheap enough, costs you nothing, and uh, it's my problem to get it to you. So it's Seder Guide, and all you do is send this little email to Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. K-A-S-H-R-U-S at A-O-L dot com. Don't wait until Eric pays it. Just send it out. Kashrus at A-O-L dot com and just say Seder Guide. Don't write anything else. I don't need to know who you are. I don't care. It doesn't make a difference. It's just going to be flipped back with the Seder Guide. Now, this Seder Guide is nine pages. Really ten because I have a little letter in the front. But it's nine pages. You get the mitzvah calendar, which is two pages, but how to, what, what not to forget about which day. Today you got to do this, tomorrow you got to do that. It's very, very helpful if you're stuck in the house. And the, uh, the Seder Guide itself, and at the end we have the David Feinstein's, uh, his, uh, his, his explanation of what is the minimum shear for matzah and for moror and for wine, and the uh, on the other side we have a, a, a chart 
you know, like, so you can see the sizes. You actually see the size of the matzah, of the mara. It's extremely helpful, and uh, that's what you get. So just sending me the email, Seder Guide, and uh, send it to Tashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, and tell anybody else you want to about it, especially shut-ins, especially if you know people who are not going out, who are going to have to make the state of themselves, and they started complaining about it already. Believe me, I've heard a lot of complaints about it already, that they, that they, they, they don't know how to handle it. This, this guide will help them. There's a little piece in the beginning uh, that I wrote, didn't do it in a long time, so I can't say it's great, but a few words that maybe give a little support. Now, that is number one. So, yes, you can get it yourself, and you could tell anybody in the world to, to, to send me this email, and we'll send it out to them. Happy to, happy to do it. It's my contribution to the coronavirus support system. Now, the second part is not me. Now, I went to an organization. Hopefully, they'll pick it up. But if anybody's listening now and they want to pick it up, they can do it themselves or they can check back with me and, you know, and uh, tell me they're doing it and et cetera, et cetera. And I'll tell the other people to forget about it. We need a Rabbanim, uh, and there's got to be a platform where you're reaching the masses, uh, and you, 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 as many people as possible. We need a platform. I want to include my uh, set of guide in that. But in speaking, people have to speak to the people who are making paper for the first time, and uh, those who are, uh, and, and those who are, who, are, who, or, or, or maybe they, uh, they, they, they never made a paper in their lives, or the singles, or whatever is and they can't go out at all what do they do how do they do it how do they feel about it you need somebody to talk to them now I'm going to spend I can't do it specifically with you people because I don't know the percentages that I would be reaching who would be interested in this and who would need it uh, I need it because uh, the last few years I didn't make pesos myself <laughs> I need, but I, I, have, I wrote the book so it's hard for me to give myself advice and most of you have been making pesos, or had made pesos in the past, and you're not going to find it so difficult at all. So that's not a big issue. There are technical issues about pesos which Rabbanim have to deal with, such as mechiras chametz, biur chametz, etc. They must communicate properly with the public. So that has to be put in here. And the people who are making shabbos I mean, pesos for the first time, they really need to know this very, very well. I had a shower today, okay? I had a shower. A governmental worker called me up, and he said, I have a bag of pretzels in my office, and I'm not going to be able to go back there. Technically, I could, because I have the key. I said, but they won't let you in the building, or they'll arrest you, or if not, they'll see the way you look. One look at you, and they're going to say, those orthodox, you know, ultra-orthodox Jews, da 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 So you cannot go back into that building now. And it's a governmental building, and, uh, and, and it's closed now. And you're not supposed to be there. 
so you don't belong sneaking in there to take out your pretzels and destroy them. So, well, what do I do then? How can I properly make a bittel chametz? I'm sorry, how can I properly sell the chametz to the rabbi? Which, by the way, who's going to sell to the rabbi? You have to see the rabbi. So the answer is you can use the phone. My Rebbe, Rosh Hashim and Zatzal said you could use the phone. So nobody has to go. But the really, it would be nice if they could fill out those forms. Now, can you do the forms online and sign it and scan it and mail it? Legally, that works in America. So it would be nice if they do email to you and you can email and scan and email back. But maybe many people don't have that ability. So the pure din is going to be that you can make a shliach over the telephone. That's the bottom line. Now, maybe you normally give the rabbi some money, so you, you know you, the, the mail's still working, so you can send him the money. But that's not the... Him getting a check from you or cash does not affect the, the sale of the chametz. I mean, you're signed up for the chametz with the, with the goys about it, uh, just because you get you gave him you made him a shliach, and you can make a person a shliach over the telephone. I I was involved with the get, it was done with the setup over the telephone. A, a number of poskim have accepted that that you could assign a get over the telephone. If we know who you are, and you're asking us to say to to. Uh, how do we know who you are? Somebody's there, identifies you, reports back to us, etc. That could be a valid way of knowing that you're asking us to to give to get. So yes, that is done in certain circumstances. It's not the best way, but again, and we're not talking an easy thing here with coronavirus. So the, you you, you got to say that this is definitely going to work. So he, I told him you could do either one. You could do sale, and you could do bittel. Of course, you do sale first, and then you do bittel. And he said, when you're mevatel, all the chametz will you include that. So the question came up, and I about what does he do afterwards? Now that he uh, goes back to his office. I don't want to say which month, right? You know, we're not supposed to be Novian, so I'm not going to say which month. Whenever he goes back to, to work for the government, and he goes in there and he sees his pretzels, can he eat them? So, al the answer would be yes, because he sold it, and uh, he was a vocalist. But we know that there's a little aspect here. The sale has few problems with it, which we mentioned, and he doesn't sell chametz regularly anyway, so he doesn't really go through the thing, but he doesn't really sell real chametz, he destroys all real chametz, and he's got real chametz there, but he can't get to it, so I told him, you can't go back, and you can do the sale, and you should do bittel with the thought of that, but I said, really, I advise you not to eat them pretzels when you see them, throw them out, in order that your bittel to be real. The sale should be real, and the bittle should be real. But if you're going to eat them afterwards, then how much better are you than the guy who stockpiles before Pesach in order to have enough chametz to give to the, his customers right after Pesach? You're not really much different. So if you're in all the time not to sell chametz, and now you're selling it, you have no choice, 
So, yes, you have no choice. And we're, but we're talking about a bag of pretzels. We're not talking about uh, a seller of schnapps. Seller of schnapps, have some rubber, da da da, no problem, sell it, finish. That's what's been done through the ages. But if you want to be machmir, on a bag of, pet- a bag of pretzels, it would not be baltashlis because it, it, there's a reason why you're doing it. So then any time there's a, reason, a legitimate reason for doing it, it's not called baltashlis. Okay. So my project for the shut-ins, the shut-in initiative, like I started calling it, is this plan that the Rabbanim or Rav will give a class, a program that will be available to a large number of people, and hopefully my, my, uh, they'll take my, uh, my, my little, my little nine-page uh, uh, Seder, uh, Seder guide, and also help you know, prepare emotionally, etc., as well as some of the halachos beforehand. But there's one more thing I told him. I said that we need a follow-up on Cholomoy. Somebody's got to speak to them on Cholomoy, because three days, cabin fever is going to set in. The, for the best, in the best preparation, cabin fever sets in for everybody. And we have been, have been in the cabin for days already, so uh, how much more so the cabin fever might be felt, especially by somebody who's all alone and relies on that telephone all the time. There's no way to have contact with the outside world. So I really would pray for this, or this group or this program to have something for the uh, people after three days. It wouldn't be fair to us either. We'd love to hear it, but the ones who are real, really on their own, all alone, they very much need it. Now, we, meaning you and I, have a responsibility. If you have a spouse, if you have a family you're living with, then we all have responsibilities to track down these people who are living alone and spend extra time with them, more than we would on a regular time of the year. This whole situation where they're stuck in, of, of course, but when it comes to right before Pesach, and right during Cholomoy, that's a crunch time. And everybody needs that support, and when we go out and do it, it's considered to be a tremendous act of chesed. So that's going to share with you, without further ado, I'm going to share with you a, a little bit about what other people are doing. One is what they're doing in California. So in California, oh, I have to tell you this. Excuse me. Everybody should excuse me. I'm going to break my regular, my regular uh, train of thought, and I'm going to break my regular rules, and I'm going to say the following. Now, I was looking for stuff to say today. I went back to uh, some, some material from the ACO convention, and I missed the ACO convention, and uh, I missed it very much. Anyway, there's a, there's a piece there from, from Dr. David Lieberman. He's all the time on the radio here in, uh, in, in Lakewood. He, has, he writes different books, psychotherapists. But he tells a story which I think I have to share with you. Not because I, I'm breaking tradition, it's because 
it's good. Okay, so Dr. David Lieberman, who has three inmates at a psychiatric ward, who each wanted to leave for the weekend. Naturally, the psychiatrist said, no, because they're insane. They begged. Finally, he relented on condition that they could answer one question. What is six times six? The first inmate quickly responded, 136. And he was told that the answer is wrong. The second, not wanting to make the same mistake as the first guy, he thought and he thought, and finally he answered, Wednesday. Quite confident that no one would be leaving for the weekend, the psychiatrist asked the third patient, what's the answer? Six times six. Third patient, after about 15 minutes of rigorous calculations, he yells out, 36. Amazed that he got the right answer, the doctor pleaded for him to explain how he figured it out. The patient answered, well, doc, it was easy. I just took 136 and divided it by Wednesday. The message of this story is that when we deal with people, we tend to get completely irrational. And and you see that, 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 that that's what's happening here. I had somebody call me up. He said, oh, oh you have it. I said, no, I don't know. I don't think I have anything. You know, but, but, but everybody has it. I said, no, you don't. Everybody has it. You have people who are acting like this Wednesday. There are plenty of people now we are talking Wednesday. And other people, Baruch Hashem, they're learning nonstop. They're doing mitzvahs. Chesed, here's what's going on in Los Angeles. Now, this was written March 21, so it happened before March 21, and so I don't know exactly what is, uh, what is happening today, but this is what it is. There's a woman, the two women, or is it two or is it one? No, one, or two women. There's Kayla Newman, who's 19, and Liat Hatsav, who's 20, they started something called, it's amazing, Shopping, Shopping Helpers LA. It's a WhatsApp group app, a WhatsApp group app that connects volunteers to people who cannot leave their home during the public health crisis. Shopping Helpers LA. Hopefully there'll be Shopping Helpers wherever you live. I don't know if there is such a thing. But listen to this. It's just extraordinary. They tell a story here about the, the different people you know, who are part of this thing. And uh, one of them is a 26-year-old. And what he does, what they do is they go to stores. It's a whole story how it works. Basically, you call in and, or text in or whatever they do and say that, you know, you need certain foods. And they take this whole list, a whole list, and they give it to a person, and that person goes out into the store, packs the whole thing, gets exactly what you're asking for, and in, in some of these cases, they went to multiple stores to fill the order, and then he takes all that, and somebody else delivers it to you, or he himself delivers it, whatever it is, and it's just extraordinary. 
that these young people are helping in this particular way. Just I have a bunch of people. I don't know how many, but it seems that they, they, these two girls uh, were in charge of it, and they, uh, they get a volunteer. Who, or they're a volunteer. And, uh, they, and, and then you have to give them a check to tell you how much it is, and, and they reimburse you. Well, what happens is that uh, you, you, they ended up in these particular cases. I'll give you one story here. In Trader Joe's on Thursday night, Moji, that's the name of the young man, a 26-year-old, spent an hour adding frozen mango, calcium tablets, lavender hand soap, and other items in a cart for his two drop-offs. He then drove to the first location at an apartment building in Pico Robinson, that's the section over there in L.A. An elderly man wearing a mask opened the door of the complex as Moji lugged two shopping bags and a large pack of mineral water inside. As the man walked away, Moji shook his head. That man should not be going out good advice. He dropped the bags outside a unit where a check and a cash tip were tucked under the doormat. He left the bill there, and as he was leaving, a woman in her 70s opened the door. A cat circled her legs. Thank you, she said, while Moji carefully stayed a few feet away. With a quick nod and a smile, he headed on to his next delivery. Well, that's, uh, that's what some people are doing, and it's a great time for chesed. It's a great time for shalom. If you had anything you ever fought with somebody about, I don't know what it was, I, I hope I, you don't ever tell me. But whatever it was, now is the time. Pick up the phone. Consider it Erev Yom Kippur. It is a time of danger. It is a time of crisis. And all you have to do is say, you know, it's, it's tough out there, and, and we should forget the whole thing. Whatever it is. And, it, it, and if it bothered you for years, so you're going to get a bigger mitzvah. And you have days to think about it. My idea that I'm giving you now, don't necessarily tell you how to do it tomorrow. Maybe you'll do it by the end of the week. But, it, but here's an opportunity to make up with those people that it was hard to. And it's not, you don't have to do it face-to-face. Here you can do it over the telephone. It's a lot easier. And you know something? The other side is amenable now. The other side is 